Welcome to the Yal Mega Podcast, where we delve into the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs, motivational coaches, and business leaders. Join us as we hear about their journey to success and the challenges they face along the way. We'll uncover their secrets to perseverance and determination and gain valuable insights into what it takes to reach your goals. Their journey may not be beautiful, but it is always purposeful. So sit back, relax, being ready to be inspired by those who have dared to dream big and make it a reality. Wepa, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new AMP, the Al Mega Podcast. And today we have an amazing guest. This gentleman is a speaker, author, sales consultant who has achieved remarkable success in sales, has over 20 years of experience in hyper-competitive sales environments. Let me introduce to you this man that also has a fabulous book out right now called Selling with Dignity, the one, the only, Mr. Harry Spate. How are you doing today? I'm doing, <laughs> Al, I'm doing even better than I was uh, after hearing that. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing your journey and, and the awesomeness that you're, you're, you're providing to the community, you know, and sharing your knowledge and, and sharing, you know, tidbits and, and telling people, you know, you're going to do sales, you know, let's do it with some dignity. And we're going to get into the whole reasons behind that. So, uh, Harry, you know, I, I like me a, a good old origin story as a good old comic book fan, you know. Uh, let me ask you here, uh, tell us a bit about the, where you originally from and uh, early inspirations in life that led you onto an entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, so I am originally from the great state of Massachusetts, where All the right. hills, where the hills reside, um, the western Massachusetts side. So I actually pronounce my R's. Oh, okay, uh, okay. But the I, weather's still the same. Well, you know, it's like you know, if you don't like it today, wait until tomorrow a little bit because apparently exactly. it was nineties uh, on the Friday, forties on the weekend, and it's like, what is going on in this world that we live in today? <laughs> yes. In fact, we got married outdoors, my wife and I, early October, a long time ago. Oh, and the wow. week before, 70 degrees, sunny and beautiful. The day we got married, snow flurries in the low 30s. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Thank yeah, you, so Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's the New England way. It's what we're used to. So. It, it, it definitely is. You know, yeah. it really is the most bipolar weather I've ever dealt with in my life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. So I, yeah, so I forgot what the question was because we could go oh, talk about New England. And, uh, it's funny, yeah, but you, you're OG for New England and talk about, you know, un- early entrepreneurial motivation. I mean, you know, what, what was it in your early life that kind of led you towards the path that you went on? Yeah, so I I may not be your stereotypical entrepreneur. So what I did coming out of high school is I was in job mode. So I went to a whole bunch of places, found different jobs I didn't like. And then one of those jobs was painting houses and doing office cleaning with a friend of mine. And he just couldn't stand the business. So he said, would you like to buy me out? And I went, you know, after I talked to a bunch of people, there's no entrepreneurs, no solopreneurs yeah. in my family. But 
I've talked to a few people. They said it's a good deal. So I did that for okay. about 10 or 12 years. And then okay. went into mission work. I sold that. We did, my wife and I went into the mission field. And we spent well, anyways, when did you meet wifey that you guys, you know, started going into business together and doing mission work and whatnot? What is this? Yes. When, when did that happen in your that journey? That happened. someone in, like-minded. <laughs> yes. That happened in my mid-20s. Okay. Uh, my wife was a pretty Vermont girl. She still is a pretty Vermont girl. I better be careful with the was. Pretty <laughs> yes. uh, much as a married man, please choose your words wisely. We yes, want to see exactly. Harry's next book. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, my favorite comedy moment with my wife was I asked her to dance, and she said, "Could you get me a drink?" So I went to the bar, came back, and she was dancing with someone else. So I'm holding oh. two drinks uh, next to the dance floor, looking at this young, pretty girl, saying. Was this just a play for me to get her a drink? But yeah, you know, we got married literally a year later, and it's been the best. Uh, it's been the best three years oh, of my I, life. I, so Harry put it on. He said, "Hold on, they ain't no disrespect in this game." So he put the drinks down, hit the dance floor, doing his John Travolta moves, and it was a wrap. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know my moves. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So. Uh oh. Talk about. Talk about the journey as an entrepreneur, then stepping in, you know, uh, when you stepped in, how, like what era were you stepping into these journeys and uh, what, was it difficult at, at all? What what would you say was one of the biggest hurdles at, at the time? Yeah. Um, so with, I'm going to go into my sales career because I think that's probably most relevant. Um, when I, we left the Dominican Republic I felt like uh, I didn't want to go back to do the janitorial work anymore. So I looked for an opportunity in sales and in sales, when you approach sales the right way, it is all about running your own business. It's not about salaries. It's a hundred percent because you don't get really a salary. You get a draw and you have to make your own empire. And I failed miserably in the beginning, but (laughs) You know, because I had no, I had very little business acumen. I mean, I okay. spent the last couple of years, I was in the Dominican Republic, hardly with any power. Well, wait, wait and, you mean, so wait, 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 you, you were living in DR? Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, I, I, wait, 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 how did you, Harry, go from mass to DR? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the story is my wife and I were, we were not well off financially, right? We did the mission work locally, but then uh, we were on the beach one day and I said to her, um, wouldn't it be great to live in a tropical island? And literally, Al, within inside of a year, I had sold my business and we were living in the Dominican Republic. Oh, wow. Just Uh, like that. One-way tickets, mind you. (laughs) <laughs> so the boats were wow. burned and then uh you know it was it was we lived there a couple of years <laughs> but it was the, the best experience ever i mean if wonderful. i totally encourage people to give that stuff a try oh wonderful so what did you learn from from being there you know and when you made the decision to say right, i'm coming back and um i'm, I'm going to build my empire what was yeah. it in dr that, that 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 woke you up was it that mongoo in the morning yeah, my- 
All right, mangu, which is uh, green plantains yeah. uh, boiled and then mashed up like potatoes with garlic, uh, yeah, served with man. red onions. Man, yeah. that stuff yeah. is money. Hey, you feel like a horror all day. Don't, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, that's funny. But yes, I learned hospitality, one thing, because you just brought up the mangu. Yeah. We got fed everywhere. I mean, I don't oh, care yeah. how poor the people were. They all wanted to feed us, which was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I learned a ton about hospitality because I'm from New England. Yeah. Right? We didn't understand hospitality. We didn't talk to people that were strangers in New England. Yeah. So just the whole outgoing, everybody's your neighbor. The vibe. That just yeah. changed me dramatically. Wonderful. Right. For the so, positive. <laughs> yeah, for the positive, right? Because you go back to New England, it's like you, you just – Try to talk to a stranger, and they look at you like, uh, "What yeah. planet are you from?" Get out of here! Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that was a great thing, and then just the Wonderful. overall, just the love for life, and you learned that you don't need. I mean, money is nice, but people who can be in abject poverty, yes, can be super happy. So love, right? love, love exactly. is the most valuable thing. You got it. So yeah, lots, lots and lots of lessons. I did learn that I wanted to be near medical treatments because people who lived in the mountains and got sick lived, you know, they had to walk for miles to get to what? the road. And, you know, there are yeah, people yeah, that true. died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They died at very young ages on oh. stuff that could have been saved in the States. It was just oh. sad because of, I mean, they're just, there's poverty and, I remember uh, just a quick caravan story, four guys carrying a stretcher on their shoulders with a person on the stretcher, and they're coming down out of this mountain area onto the road, and I was with my Dominican friend, and I said, hey, Nelson, que eso? And I'm like, what's that? He says, ambulancia. That was the oh, ambulance, wow. right? Wow. Four people walking. I don't know if the person made it. That's wow. not where, you know, that's not necessarily a healthy place to be. Um, Absolutely you, not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially when they got to wear the Simon as a hat. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right, not, right. not joking, but it, I, mean, I mean, that's how it feels out there. And, and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how, yeah. you know, they're our neighbors, essentially. And yet, right? It's, it's like a third world in, in some areas. They share an island with Haiti that are going through their issues. So it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Damn, you know, they, they definitely need, you know, more positive help. But, you know, uh, 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 policies always get out of the way of, of being good humans, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so when I got into sales, I took really my love for people and my servant-mindedness and just went after it hard because I knew how to work hard. And learned, I mean, I learned how to adapt to people real well in the Dominican Republic. So adapting to corporate buyers um, wasn't that difficult, right? right. It's just navigating. It's, it's navigating. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all a navigation and, and just, all right, just taking a moment uh, for me in my own experiences, just taking a step back. All right, let me analyze, you know, especially like you said, in our community, we're very friendly. We always like to observe first, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, they have this moment to observe. All right, dig the energy. Let's go to this. I'm going to dive in. And boom, next thing you know, 
everybody's loving us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah. you 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 brought that spice back to the states, Harry. So how did that positively affect that sales game, though? How soon did you see positive, like you know, change? Yeah, it was about a six month process from going from zero to semi not not hero, but hero <laughs> and the journey where I went from complete fail. So I was in a sales bullpen. So if anyone's familiar with uh, Boiler Room, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Wolf of Wall Street, where there's a bunch of guys making calls, managers are in each corner. Guys are going that. up to him, right? So I'm in that, right? So a few oh, months earlier, I was in the Dominican Republic riding my motorcycle around with my <laughs> wife. Then I am elbow to elbow in a boiler room making calls. So I stuck out. I sucked, put it to put it mildly, because I just didn't want to make calls next to people breathing on me. It was just Literally, it was not yeah. me. But I learned to adapt, right? Because if you live in another country, you have to adapt. I learned to adapt. And then, uh, you know, after several months, I was building my camaraderie within the team, right? As I still stood out, but I talked to people. I ended up getting internal leads and those leads led to sales because I knew how to take care of people. And I remember the big lesson, Al, was I was servant minded. And I said, I'm going to be the best dang salesperson there is as far as customer service is. I may not know enough as everyone else does or know as much. I may not have the skill sets as far as business acumen, but I can serve. And I rode that service to, you know, great incomes and sales leadership Wonderful. and VP of sales and all Oof. that stuff. Yeah. Man, so how, how was that ride for you as you kept hitting every plateau? I mean, it just, you know, using that energy. How, yeah. how did you feel? Yeah, I felt like, well, this was this was a goal because, you know, coming from a small town, like I came from a small factory town in Massachusetts, right? So people were all blue collar. My dad was an engineer, but all of my friends, their dads worked in the factory. Okay, so I even tried to work in the factory. So it's just, this is the life. So when I eventually got into sales and I started making money and then people started looking at me as a leader, even though I wasn't, but I was older, I had skills. And so they would ask me questions. Then I realized I liked working the room. I liked the bullpen and I liked helping others. And I got put into positions of leadership. I failed at first and got kind of demoted a little bit and then went back at it a couple of years later and maybe a year later actually. And then with a new mindset of this is how you do it. You serve people. You don't bark orders. You don't wait for, you don't expect that everyone's like me because that was a big problem, <laughs> right? I expected everyone is sort of like a basketball, like Larry Bird or something. Not that I was Larry Bird, but you get the idea. You go in from playing and then coaching. And it's like, you guys aren't working as hard as I did. You have right. to work harder, right? And so I struggled at first, but eventually I learned that there's a lot of coaching involved in managing, not just man, it's not managing, it's coaching, it's leading. And then that led to other opportunities. And before long, I was two blocks from the White House. Oh, you know, what? small town Massachusetts what? guy, two blocks from the White House. What? And I'd walk around the White House every morning and I felt like I was living the dream. This is oh, the coolest heck, thing yeah. ever. Heck yeah, man. 
So, so you, you do want this journey and all. When is the journey of you wanting to start sharing the knowledge begin? Yeah. So, you know how sales is like hyper competitive? Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Do I know? I mean, I, I worked on the telecom company for a bit. Yeah. Man, these salesmen were rabid. Exactly. Rabid. Exactly. <laughs> so, you and did I just, and I, okay. I also did a boiler room thing, as you said, uh, in Wall Street back in the day. So okay. I know I know that feel. I know that. I, yeah. I worked for several firms in, back in, in Wall Street back in the day. It was just like that. You walk in, it's a room. We're making calls all day. And at the end of the day, you know, if, if you did good, sometimes the coaches would, would, would party and, and you'd be full of surprises that the things that you shouldn't see, just like the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We weren't quite like that, but we had the mindset of work hard, play hard. Oh yeah. So oh. My liver uh I had to learn to uh, take <laughs> care said. of my liver better. Um You learn yes. in Santo Domingo, eat a lot of chicken before drinking and it helps you. That, that at least that's what some Dominicans used to tell me back <laughs> back in New York. <laughs> well, yeah, so again, it's funny because if you saw me in the Dominican Republic and then you saw me a few years later, my life was completely different. And I was <laughs> almost out of control. I wasn't quite out of control, but I was like the the spring that just got sprung loose. Oh, and man. now I was, before I was very conservative, reserved, missionary, never swore. And then I was dropping F-bombs. I had the hey. experience. I had to go from where I was to where I didn't want to be to where I wanted to be. Yeah. Right, if that makes sense, because I, I experimented with, yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. Right? It's a journey and you got to yeah. know what, what, what do you want? But then sometimes what you want isn't what you want. So you got to redirect it to make sure yeah. that the energy matches what you really want. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So there are things, I mean, I look back at some of the stupid things I did and, you know, we won't have to go into that, but. All things yeah, are good. We, we were and, all young in life, and we've yeah, all experienced exactly. life, and we've done things, you know, and, and it is what it is. But, yeah. you know, that that's all part of the journey that we try to teach the youngins, and they look at, oh, you're just being old fogies. No, we're trying to help you exactly. <laughs> avoid avoid maybe a stumb- a potential stumbling block in this wonderful development in, in your life. Because, again, you know, look, Harry had to go through some stuff, you know, to, to get to the point where he was finally said, I'm happy. And, right. and when you and when was that moment, Harry, specifically when you said, "Oh man, I've I, I reached my lane, my my energy level that that I need to be on, my oh, frequency, my goodness. if you will." Yeah, Al, I can remember standing out over my deck in uh, Virginia because we lived outside of DC. I'm overlooking the backyard. It was Friday afternoon. I had a martini in my hand, three kids, wife, beautiful wife, and is making really good money. And I went, man, this is the life. He remembers the moment. I love it. (laughs) I mean, I remember that moment. But you know what? 2008 hit, 2009, and a lot of stuff I had in possessions went down the drain. (laughs) Tons of stress on the marriage. The bills were behind. We overbought. Just all kinds of stupidity. Learned all of that. My wife and I just put, you know, we just went through it and just made it happen. And, you know, then we ended up, uh, I left, we parted ways with that company where I was because I just didn't like the direction. I'm a sales, I I, I love sales. I don't like micromanaging spreadsheets. 
Uh, so, yeah. Who, yeah. who does? Who right. does? Yeah. Let not me be me. We're going to make things happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. accountants <laughs> maybe, but not me. <laughs> so I, we ended up moving to Florida. And then I found a small company where I could be intrapreneurial, which is a okay. little different than entrepreneurial. Ooh. The only difference is it's I'm using someone else's business for my entrepreneurial drive. Ah, well. And, uh, wait, wait, wait! What is, yeah. is, is this? A, this is a real term. Is it is. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So this is where a oh, lot yeah. of people don't necessarily know where they fit. Okay. Right. And so when you think that you're not getting enough love in your corporate job, and you have all of these ideas, and you just want a division to run, you want to do something that's got magnitude to it and you're not getting that opportunity, it may not be running your own company. It may be finding another opportunity where the pressure isn't there to earn the income right away, right? Because you're getting paid and you're getting a chance to flourish. And so that's what I did. And I just, I love that opportunity. And again, as far as feeling like you arrive, it's like I've always had these positions where, I could have my own little empire inside of another company and then break out on my own, which I did a couple of years ago. Excellent. Yeah, I get you, man, because the industry gets to know who you're Harry this, Harry that. Absolutely. And then when they when Harry go on his own, it's like, yeah, we follow Harry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing too is that people sometimes they jump ship too early. And they think, well, I'm, I'm going to have to go all in on my entrepreneurial journey and just stop, live off of savings. And then, you know, inside of a year, they're back looking for a job because they can't go through the savings fast enough. Right. It's just and that's tragic because then they give up on the dream. And I'm of the mindset is like, do it slowly. Know yourself, right? If you can get, if you can live off of the savings and not be stressed, not have the marital stress, family stress, health, then do that. But if that's not you, you got to know who you are. And if you're going to be comfortable going in gradually, it's like going into the pool. You want to jump in all at once, <laughs> or do you want to kind of walk in gingerly yeah. and go slow by slow, step by step? That's it's, me, Harry. Yeah. That's no one to judge, been... right? And how do you feel? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's you how I've been doing Comic Crusaders. Is I've been doing that app. I, I take it slow. I grow it organically. I, I had a friend say that today to me because you know there are companies that are similar to Comic Crusaders that are going through major changes. That I mean, that are yeah. big companies though. Where you know Comic Crusaders were small and independent, but this is a bigger conglomerate, and they're going through major changes. You know, like. You guys got to take advantage of this right now because, you know, <laughs> hey, you, you're one of the few independents. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how do I navigate that, Harry? This is why we're going to get into what you're doing is selling with dignity. Talk to me about this because it's not just this wonderful book that you have out, but it's also a website. I'm about to share it on screen. But, you know, talk to me. When did this present itself to you? When was this baby born in, yeah. in the head of Harry? <laughs> so the baby was born actually about 10 years prior to me writing it. Okay. I was again in downtown DC having a couple of martinis with a coworker and talking about how miserable I was. And I said, I should write a book. And I even, <laughs> I even had the name of it, which was sell like it's your mission. 
where I was going to combine the mission life with sales. Well, 10 years went by pretty quickly and then we're in COVID and that's where I felt like uh, I got the voice, the little voice on your shoulder saying, write the book. It's time. It's time. And uh, so I started writing and I I felt like all these people that I've been around who were intimidated by sales who just didn't feel like they could perform and I could help those people by just kind of coaching them through it. It's like sales doesn't have to be ugly. And I thought of all these small business owners that could do better. And I said, I'm going to bring what I've learned from sales to these people and help them in my you know world is make the world a little bit better um, and help you know small business owners become better at sales. So that's why I wrote the book to help people navigate, as you say, come up with a strategy and really with a simple process and then using principles that we were all taught whenever we went to church, every religion teaches them, right? Be good to your neighbor, treat others the way you want to be treated, put others first, right? Love your neighbor, do all these things, right? And it's like, this can be applied in sales. And so that was my sales training really. It came from that mission world. It worked, and then I'm just passing it on to the next group. Oh, awesome, tech. Yeah. So you know, so it was during COVID. See, a lot of people talk bad about COVID before a lot of people it was. It was. It was a time to get creative, right? And yeah, and totally. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, how far back were you going here? I mean, did you have notes prior to the development of the book, or or, or was it, or you just sitting down in front of a keyboard tapping away? Exactly. Al, it it just flowed. It went. I mean, I was writing from memory. <laughs> I did not. I, I mean, there was virtually no research. In he felt like Jay Z writing that book. You know, it was verse after verse of wonderful subjects and chapters. You right? <laughs> it was. I mean, it's funny, but yeah, when you write like that, it's. I, I have this wealth of knowledge that I've accumulated. In 20 plus years of selling in, you know, a wow, competitive market. Awesome. So there's not a lot that I haven't come across. So I was just thinking of stories. I was combining the stories from the DR, the mission world, you know, when people would offer us a beverage that was made out of fruit juice and river water, you, oh. know, you knew that oh. you had to learn, you had to learn how to turn people down without offending people. Yeah. You know, so I try to combine a bunch of these funny stories and interesting stories to make the book entertaining. Are you serious with the river water, dude? Oh, yeah. Cows would be crossing. Cows would be crossing. I'm pretty sure the cows were uh, using the river as a toilet. Oh, I I, 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 I'm dying here. No, no, uh, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. People boiled the water, but you just didn't know. I mean, everybody in the DR that we knew as foreigners, extranjeros, were <laughs> suffered with amoebas. We oh, made man. it out without having amoebas, but we, you know, we just didn't drink. You know, uh, it's because yeah. you're from Mass, you know, from the Northeast. So I'm, a, you know, I'm a New Yorker, you know, but you know, we, we're built a little differently, so maybe our stomachs could handle a little bit more mess than most. <laughs> 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 All right. And so talk about this wonderful website. What type of value and services are you providing on this dope website? I see sales coaching, masterminds, boot camps. I mean, you, we could order the book. What's going on here, Harry? Yes. Yeah, so really, if 
I'm, I'm looking to serve solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, people that either they're themselves that are looking to be better in sales, then, you know, we can have a conversation and eventually if you want to join a mastermind group or if you want one-on-one coaching to help for a short period of time, it's not like you need years and years of sales coaching to develop some skills. I think the a big challenge that people who are alone in sales is they don't know what to do when someone's not saying yes right away. If someone's yeah. not raising their hand saying, I'm ready, either people are too pushy or they're not. They're I don't discouraged. Want to say, right? Yeah, exactly. They're discouraged. So, I mean, I used to yeah. try sales, but it, it's not for me. Me, I'm more in service. Yeah. I, I, let, let me help you. But I, I, I don't want to be pushing you. I don't like the sales routine. I could be a salesman. People would think, people think I would be a phenomenal salesman. Uh, but it's just not, not me, I feel, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like, but I would love to help people do that. I will teach you, give me, I'll give you the energy, but it's just not me. I don't know. I it's just, I don't know. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to sales, right. But you, <laughs> Whatever you do in sales, Al, you could be a tiny bit better. Oh, absolutely. Right? You want to be afraid to be a little bit better. Of course. Right? And that's the thing is like, we don't have to shut it down completely because we don't like it. If we just look at some of the things we can do that we could be a little bit better to move the needle, that may get you an extra few deals a year. And what's that worth? Right. If it's worth five grand or twenty five grand or whatever the number is to be a little bit better. Oh yeah. Um, that's my approach. It's like you I don't have it. to become a superstar, but if you become a little bit better in your like in your communication, like you and I are just we're in sync here. But there are people that you probably walk away from saying, I just can't connect with that person. Oh, absolutely! Right? Like, yeah. yeah, the energy is like it was like uh, opposing magnets. <laughs> exactly. So, how do we connect with those? Like people? flip the magnets so we could connect. Yes, exactly. And sometimes it's almost like playing the game of I can ignore you more than you can ignore me. Right. And right? then they goes lost opportunity now because well, you guys are both ignoring each other. <laughs> well, that's what you think, but you resurface and you just give little bits of value. Okay. All right. So you're not completely ignoring them, but you're not that salesperson that feels like he has to call every day. Got so when I say it, it's like you may put someone in a sales process where you're just touching base once a month even. Hey because there. Because you know Check they're not – what's that? Yeah, one of those hey there's. Checking in, hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Or you you, that game last night. Hey, that was wonderful. Yeah. All right, brother. I'll, I'll check on you. <laughs> exactly. And provide a little value. I, I read this article or I thought of you. I found this article, thought you might find it interesting. Eventually, people like that, either they go away completely or they will say things like thanks. Right? Nothing to get extremely excited about. But once you get the thanks, one word. Then you know you've got a little bit of a hook into yes. the fish, yes. right? You're, and you're then starting you just, to build a network. You're starting exactly. to build a, a, something. You got them like a fish slowly. Yeah. Reel them in, build a relationship, him or her, and you know, and, and you're done deal right there. That's what it is. Yeah, and then you learn that these people they they're quiet, they're reserved. 
They're not all overly talkative. And you just approach them in the same way. And it's like, hey, thought of you. What do you guys, what do you think about doing a quick meeting, 10 or 15 minutes, and I'll be out of your hair? Yeah. And right where you're just, you're not, you're already eliminating the fear that these people have that you're going to talk to them all day. You're Mm -hmm. not going to let them go. And if you, if you say 10 or 15 minutes, get off the phone in nine minutes, right? Whatever you say, get off sooner and let you say goodbye first, right? You end it first versus them saying, I got to go. You got to say, I got to go because now you're leaving them like, oh my God, this is not what I expected, right? Oh, brother, brother, I'll give you a hug right now. That's exactly how I love to also talk to people. I will allocate so much time at times, but no, we're we're done before X amount and they're like, what? Yeah, that's it. You know, you know, have a wonderful day and enjoy. And they come back to me, oh man, have a wonderful time. Thank you. You know, (laughs) Uh, when you respect people's time, that's very valuable. It is. And no one else does, right? So in business and in sales, people are all about themselves. Yeah. And, you know, they just wear people out. It's just like, leave them refreshed. Yeah. Respect their time. Oh, my God. Well, they appreciate you. And one last thing before you go, because you also have a podcast, a fellow podcaster on the scene right here. Harry does it all, folks. Sales Made Easy podcast. What is this? Talk to me. Yeah, so the podcast is to help uh, people be better in sales. So I interview sales experts and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. People are gone through the journey. And we typically will raise some questions about sales or personal branding that will bring value. So as you scroll through those, I can look at the names and I can say, man, that one with Simon, uh, excuse me, uh, Colin Smith. Yeah. uh, That one on listening is is going to improve anybody's relationships really? in business oh, and dope. in their family. So find that one, the, Colin Smith, the listener. That's, I mean, hands down, the most value anyone could give in a podcast, I think, because oh, you yeah. take it personally. My wife thinks I'm like a new man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, after a long marriage, that ain't easy. To achieve, so Harry, I am proud of you on behalf of all husbands. There we go. And and the big shout out, I see you got uh, the big homie from Podmatch, Alex and Filippo, too, right there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love his platform, Podmatch. I think he's doing so much to help the podcast yeah. community, you know, you know, get their stuff in line. And, you know, you have, wow, I got to listen to this. Seems that you got some heavy hitters on, on this lineup, Harry. Yeah, that fellow so, Landon uh, talks about personal branding which is awesome. a great conversation for entrepreneurs so that you your messaging on social media is is consistent right Excellent. people know who you are so yeah i'm always trying to bring value to people some of them uh i probably talk too much but in general they're pretty good <laughs> so all right so uh, talk to me how often does this drop so people are where and where what platforms are you on uh so every tuesday morning and they are on, uh, I use Captivate. So they go out to virtually everything. everything. Spotify, uh, Apple, one. Google Podcasts. Um, I put up the video on YouTube. I'm a little slow on that. But uh, yeah, they're everywhere. 
Excellent. Folks, you hear this? This is a person that's out there that has navigated the business, has wonderful literature for you, wonderful website, and not just that, even a podcast. You got coaching services, all, all this good stuff. So, folks, you know what I mean? This is, Harry here is, is here in service of. So reach out, you know, uh, the, the website it's right there, sellingwithdignity.com. He has a contact page. You know, uh, feel free to reach out, show some love, let them know that Mega sent you uh, uh, amazing individual here. So before we go, Harry, what type of advice would you give to any new young entrepreneur coming up, trying to build up, especially in sales nowadays? Yeah, talk to people. I mean, it's just, you can hide behind your computer, you can send emails, you can be on social media, you need to have conversations. Nothing happens without the conversations. Build up the trust, put others first while you're conversing with them, ask what they're doing. If they don't ask about you, don't tell them. Just speak, give people the respect. The ones that ask are interested, the others, they're not. Okay. Oh. And you don't want to be talking to people that aren't interested because that's gross. So just build the relationships with the people that are curious about you. Good things will happen, oh. but just have those conversations now and you won't regret it. If you wait, I know people, I, I hear this all the time. Well, I'm going to wait because I'm going to build out my website. When you get better on social media, it's like you can build an empire by having conversations today. Yes. Right? And yes. a year from now, those people will be in the market. If you wait a year, you're going to have to wait another year. Right? Oh, so man. just get started early and having conversations. Get her done, do essentially. Get her done, essentially. Get her done. I used to have that on my license plate. <laughs> Harry, but it's it, it, the thing. It's like Nike said, just do it. I mean, homie got it right, too. Get her done. Just Get it, her just, done, baby. You know, uh, Work hard, play hard. You got this. You know, nothing is ever overnight. Everything's, you know, it's baby steps. And, you know, look at Harry. 20 years later, this man is happy, smiling throughout this podcast, you know, just talking about selling, talking about his journey, the books, and how he's in service of, you know, I, I love the energy. Thank you, Harry, for coming on. A big shout out to Don for hooking us up as well, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I can't wait to, you know, to read the rest of the book. Uh, you definitely, uh, you got me inspired, brother. You know, it's will, been a will, blast. Harry, will Harry be the one that gets Al Mega into sales? <laughs> we'll tell. Because if I do, let me tell you, I'll give Harry a big shout out to kid. This is the guy that, 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 that pushed Mega over the edge, all right? <laughs> I love it, I love it I, Mega. All right, so there we go. One last time, you can follow Harry on LinkedIn and others. I'll be sharing them below. Uh, you can follow him on LinkedIn. And of course, please visit the website once more, selling with dignity. Dot com, folks. A uh, plethora of information there. I reached out to the big homie. Thank you for tuning in. Hasta la próxima. I appreciate you. Wepa! And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Al Mega Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the insights and stories from our guests. Remember, success is a journey, not a destination. At every step you take, no matter how small, brings you closer to your goals. Don't give up on your dreams and keep pushing forward. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and stay motivated.